Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and today we're going to be talking about how to regain your personal power after experiencing some kind of setback. So one of the things that can happen in the course of our lives is, you know, the, the storm comes in and knocks us down, and so it could be that we lose our job, it could be that we lose a relationship, it could be that we get sick, uh, you know, or someone we care about gets sick or dies. And, and these things sort of like take the wind out of our sails and, uh, and leave us feeling kind of powerless in the face of life. And, you know, our job is to be able to find our center, to be able to stabilize ourselves and find our way to uh, you know, get back to life and what it is that we truly want. So inevitably in the course of life, we're going to experience these kind of setbacks. There's no one who doesn't experience these setbacks. People experience different types. Not everybody experiences all of them. Um, but most of us experience, you know, many of them. So uh, is a very important part of uh, personal development work is becoming more resilient, becoming more able to, to roll with the punches, so to speak, and truly step into what it is that we want to step into. So, um, uh, it's incredibly important during these times to uh, to take action that affirms who we are and that allows us to really regain the power that was lost. Like a lot of times it can feel like this life event what's, what happens and it's like, well, what's wrong with me? What did I not do right? You know, what is it? You know, how can I avoid this in the future? And avoiding, you know, difficult times in the future when possible is an important skill. Uh, however, there are certain things, like I was saying, that we're not actually able to avoid, that they just sort of come with life. And those are the things that we need to figure out, okay, what do, what do I need to do? How do I need to support and affirm myself so that I can move on from here? So one of the first things that is helpful to do is to give yourself a little bit of time to breathe and to feel so with any difficult life event, there are um, emotions that come along with it. And our, our job is to, to, in order to move through the whole process, our job is actually to feel these emotions, but to not get so hung up in them that they become a story in and of themselves. So it becomes the story about how we are what we, what happens to us, what we do or what we should do or should not do. Um, so giving yourself a little bit of time to be with the emotions that come up makes a big difference. It, it, it creates a, a, a much better um, end result. So, uh, you know, how much time is the right amount of time? 
you know, a lot of times people, I, have I been grieving too long? Have I been upset for too long? Is it, should I still be angry? You know, that kind of stuff that comes up. And, uh, you know, there isn't really a right amount of time. Everybody has a different way of processing and a different speed of processing. So it's sort of like the, the rule of thumb is enough time for it to be complete. Enough time to really allow yourself fully feeling of what's going on and maybe open up a little bit of extra space to see if there's more to come. Allow yourself to complete with all of the feelings and you'll actually know, especially the more that you do this and kind of the healthier that you get, the easier it is to know. But you'll actually start to know like, oh, okay, that is complete. I've done that. I've grieved. I had my moments of storming and screaming or crying or, or, you know, sleeping or whatever I've needed to do in order to move through this process. It, it's important that we kind of just acknowledge what it is that's happened. There's something incredibly humanizing about this to be in this place. Sometimes when people are kind of worried about expressing their emotions, they think, well, if I, you know, am in my grief and like nobody's going to want to be around me or, you know, I'm, I'm going to be contributing to things like being negative in their world or whatever. And it's not really so much like that because our, our, those real emotions, those real human experiences of, of anger or, or grief, uh, sadness, it's just like, there's something much easier to be with in those. There's an authenticity, there's a truth to it. There's like a real humanness to it that is not so much in, um, you know, like the chronic emotions that we have, the stories that we play over and over again, and we tell people and we try to enforce. And, you know, that stuff gets really stale and has an entirely different effect on people. It's sort of, it's uh, like dumbs them down a little bit, or it, it uh, creates a certain amount of numbness where it doesn't, you know, real emotion doesn't really do that. Uh, not everyone can deal with real emotion. Uh, a lot of times people can't deal with real emotion if they haven't learned how to process their own emotions um, because then they have such a backlog of emotion and they probably have stories around how it has to be kept down and things like that. So they might really struggle with someone who is able to express their emotions. But uh, people who have become healthier in the way that they deal with their emotions um, will, will actually be able to um, uh, hold what it is that's going on with you. And you'll become, through this process, you'll become someone who can be that way with other people. And this is a really wonderful development because it allows a lot of depth and richness to come into your relationships. So, uh, you know, here, here we are talking about regaining your personal power. And the first step is about giving yourself time to feel your emotions. And if you've heard that the, the result is that you actually gain, you know, you gain in the richness of relationship with others and you gain in the richness of the relationship with yourself by being able to provide yourself with that time. You also learn a, a type of discernment between what is your, um, you know, your chronic emotions and what are your real emotions. So, uh, really wonderful stuff uh, to give yourself that time to breathe 
uh, if you're someone who's really struggling with kind of creating that kind of space for, for your own emotions, I would say just try to give yourself a little bit, give yourself some downtime. Uh, you know, an hour here or even five minutes if you really don't do it. Give yourself some time to, to try and feel the emotions and, and to see what might shift for you. Uh, you know, you can take it at whatever pace, but actually your capacity to feel your emotions and to feel them in a really, like, feel them, express them, have them be really healthy, it, it, you wind up moving through them faster and getting a better result because the, the easier, like it becomes an easier and easier process. That's not to say that really painful and difficult circumstances are, are going to not be painful and difficult. They're going to be painful and difficult, but the way that you process them, the way that you approach it is going to become uh, much easier uh, and, and, and also faster. Uh, you wind up getting through things a lot faster. That being said, you can't rush the process. Allow yourself to be where you are. Allow yourself to take the time that you need. And it's a place of no judgment. It's a place of care. You know, you're done when you're done. So uh, I'm going to be back with more tips on how to regain your personal power after a setback um, right after this commercial break. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Steiner, and this is Real Answers. And today we're talking about regaining your personal power after some kind of setback. My first tip for you is to give yourself space to actually feel the emotions that are associated with the life event that you just um, experienced. Next component, take a look at what you did right. Okay, so in any kind of situation where things don't work out the way that we want them to, it can become very easy to think about what we've done wrong, right? So it could be what we've done wrong, like I never told that person who died how I felt. It could be um, what we did wrong. I didn't, you know, I didn't stand up to my boss the way that I should or I, you know, I, whatever it is that um, might be a way that we could have done things differently in the past. This is like one of our, it's such a, it's such a natural human response to a, a setback in life. Just that, oh, if I had only done this differently, maybe things would be different right now as we're grappling with what it is that's going on. Well, turn that on its head and take a look at how you showed up. What did you do that contributed positively to, you know, whatever situation you were inside? If it was a job, how did you do your job well? If it was a relationship, what did you offer to that relationship? What did that relationship offer that to you? You know, if it's, if it's health, it's like, what did you do along the way to try to adjust your behavior or to care for yourself? So by finding these things to to focus on ways that you actually did things right instead of wrong. That's, that's supporting you. It's like, because something bad happened, that doesn't mean that everything you did was wrong, right? It, it means that 
you know, maybe there are some things that you did wrong. Sometimes we can do everything right and things can still not work out for us. But that by looking at what it is that was actually helpful or successful or beneficial in the process, we hold on to those stronger parts of ourselves, those more capable and competent aspects of ourselves. And, and that helps us feel our own power, right? Like, so even something like looking at how you're dealing with the setback, you know, and, and, and I've looked at my own life and said things like, oh, well, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have dealt with this so differently than I am right now. Look at my growth. You know, here I am in this difficult circumstance, but I can see that I've changed quite a bit. And that's a way for me to acknowledge the positive and the productive aspects of myself. So you can even look at it that way where it's like, okay, how have I grown? How am I handling this just a little bit better or a little bit differently? But by noticing those things, it's like we hold on. We don't become so focused and mired in all of the things that went wrong or we did wrong or we overlooked or, or that kind of stuff. And, and because when we do look at all of that negative stuff in that way, then um, it can become very difficult to feel good about ourselves. We start feeling really crappy. If you do that for a prolonged period of time, you might start to doubt yourself to such a degree that that then becomes really, really difficult to get out of. Along those same lines, in the opposite, is we also want to learn from our mistakes. So the idea of focusing on what you did right is not defensive. It's not about saying, well, I did okay, everything okay and, and, you know, so it's not my fault that this happened. It, it's about being willing to look at all the things that you did right and from that stronger place also being willing to say, yep, there are some things that I could probably learn from. There are some ways that I might be able to do things differently in the, um, in the future. And like I said, some situations, that's not an option. Some situations we can do everything right and it still doesn't work out. Like somebody who takes immaculate care of themselves, you know, on every level and they're so focused and devoted to their own health and well-being and they get sick. You know, there's not, they can't look at anything and say, wow, I, that was really a mistake. Um, because they maybe didn't make a mistake. But very often there are things that we can look at and say, yeah, I think I could have done that differently, right? I could have made my decisions sooner. I could have been willing to stand more in my truth. I could have been willing to advocate more. I, you know, maybe failed at something. Maybe I tried to do something and I wasn't able to do it. And this is how I would do it better. So uh, it, it our our diff our failed situations our mistakes actually provide us so much insight into how we might grow and change only if they're done from a place of love for ourselves so from embracing the fact that we have actually done quite a bit that's right that you know we are good enough and that then it's about uh you know okay so yes, I am good enough. And yet there are things that I can learn and there are ways that I can grow. No matter where we are in our life, there are ways that we can learn and grow. So 
I highly recommend that you spend a little bit of time in these kind of situations and, you know, in a, in, um, uh, where you've experienced some kind of a setback, learning from that. Again, only doing that as you, you, from a place of care, from a place of, of feeling good and um, being supportive of yourself. It's a very important um, criteria that's there. Okay. It's also important that during this time that you get support. So I, you know, when we have some kind of a setback, it's like you think of it as like a, a weakening in your overall system. Like, uh, you know, a setback could actually be your health. It could be that it's a weakening in your immune system or, or some kind of a, a compromise or problem in, in, um, in that way. Um, but even if it's a job or it's a relationship, there's a way that when we experience the setback, it sort of like knocks us down a bit. It's, it's, it's like a version of being sick where, um, we're not feeling as strong, as vital, as competent, as capable. And while relationships are important all the time, uh, relationships and people who can help us, support us, pick us up, carry us forward, um, are actually even more important when we've had this kind of setback in our life. It's the friends and the family who can see us and see our value and see what it is that we might, that we can be, that we are, um, regardless of our circumstances. It's people like that that can help bring us through. So, cause we might have moments where we doubt ourselves, we doubt our, you know, integrity, our confidence, our, you know, ability to be loved, whatever. And it's the people who really care about us that are able to um, strengthen us in a way that um, allows us to do the work that we need to to keep on going. So uh, conversely in this is that if there are people who have the opposite effect on you, now's a really important time to weed those people out. So this is not a good time for that overly critical person to be a part of your life and to tell you all the things that you could have done differently or might do differently, because that's actually going to contribute to your feeling more disempowered. So you also want to be mindful of the, um, the type of people that you have around you, mindful of the way that you're building support for yourself uh, throughout your life. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about how you can regain your personal power after a setback right after this next commercial break. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And today we've been talking about how to regain your personal power after a setback. So, uh, so far, we have talked about giving yourself a little bit of time to actually feel your emotions on the situation, focusing on what you did right, learning from your mistakes, and of course, the kind and loving way, and getting the support that you need uh, in order to be able to um, reconnect with what is um, good about you. So it's also important that you take action. So you've had a setback. And after you've given yourself some time 
to feel the emotions, to process what's going on, to get support in place, all of those things, it's also important that you then try to create something new for yourself. This becomes particularly important when you're talking about um, a career, for example, it would be important for you to go out and start, say, looking for a new job. But it's also really important when, um, you say, in a relationship, it might not be that you go out and you start dating right away, but it might be that um, you take action to, you know, surround yourself with, with people who care about you or to do things that you love. So you're, you're taking action to shift things in your life, to move things in the direction that you want to. Now, if you move right from the setback to taking action and you don't give yourself that time to pause, feel your emotions and sort of assess the situation, you, you jumped the gun a little bit. It's actually not going to be as uh, effective of a transition. Because you're going to be taking that action from a place where you're kind of you're caught up in the emotions of the setback. And so it's more reactive. By doing the other things that I talked about first and then taking action, it's less likely to be active, uh, reactive, and it's more likely to be active. So it actually will, you will benefit from it more. It will have a more positive direction. So, um, you, you want to figure out what is it, what it, is it that I can do that help, can help me move in the direction of where I want to go next, right? And, and so it's that reflection in that pausing time that actually allows you to see where you want to go next. For example, like I used dating as an example, your next step might not be, or, or relationship as an example, your next step might not be dating. Your next step might actually be, how do I bring more love and how do I love myself more? Right? That might actually be the way that you want to take action. So by giving yourself that time to get clarity, you might have a more appropriate action that's like moving you in the direction that you really want to go. Um, so uh, it, additionally, an, another thing that you can do to regain your power is to reframe the situation that you're in. So it's, it's easy to look at the situation like, okay, so you lost your job and now you have more free time. You know, you, you lost your, um, uh, relationship. So now you have more time for other people in your life. You know, you have a, a health issue. So you aren't working as hard. It's easy to, um, kind of look at one side of that equation, right? My life isn't as good anymore because of this negative thing that's here. But when you add in that other part, right, that then you start to say, oh, wait, okay, so I did lose something, but I also gained something here. So what is it that this new situation provides me with? And um, you'll notice that even both, both setbacks, like um, challenging events and what we consider more positive events in our life, come with. Uh, uh, you know, both a gain and a loss. So any kind of change comes with a gain and a loss. And it's helpful when we're experiencing the, you know, the loss side of things to remember that there's something else that we got along with it. Because we sometimes can then embrace what that is and enjoy it. 
And when we start to enjoy it, that allows us to say, okay, you know, it gives us that sense of resiliency. It gives us that sense of, you know, how being in a more powerful place in our life, feeling better about what we're able to do and feel and create for ourselves. So it's really important when you take a look at these um, events, like any kind of setback in your life and say, okay, what did this just make room for, for me? What am I able to do now as a result of this change in my life? You know, and that might seem uh, to some people to be a little bit um, uh, like too positive in the sense like a, like, like a clinging to the positive, like, oh, this is a really horrible circumstance. And, you know, now you want me to look at what it is that, um, you know, I'm getting out of it. But if you practice it a little bit, you, you'll see that it's not really, you're not putting, you know, uh, lipstick on a pig. You're, you're, you're actually noticing some things that really do have value to you, that are important to you, that are now a part of your life because of the loss. And, and that will sort of shift your, your mindset around, you know, any kind of setback in your life. So it ultimately winds up being very helpful for, you know, kind of holding on to your power, regardless of the ups and downs in life. It's along these same lines that I come to the next part of, of regaining how to regain your personal power after, uh, after a setback. And that is keeping your perspective. Um, it's just like keeping, it's, it's easy to kind of like get into a setback and be like, it's the worst possible event or, you know, to think about it in terms of it, it being like a definitive, uh, statement about our value, about what it is that we're worth about our life, you know, like, um, maybe, you know, you just lost your third job, you know, or something like that. Then it's just like, um, that, that loss can be like, well, this is just, this is just the way that it is for me. Uh, maybe this is just how my experiences are, um, are, this is just how my life is going to go. Right. So it's important that we're able to, um, um, keep our perspective on the situation and not turn it into a storyline about what's true for us. Right. So let's differentiate here between um, what I mentioned earlier and keeping your perspective earlier is learning from your mistakes. And now I'm talking about keeping your perspective. So learning from your mistakes is being willing to take a look at what it is that happened and make adjustments accordingly. Keeping your perspective is making sure that you don't turn whatever mistakes were made into a story or whatever events happened into a story about what you are worthy of, what's going to happen in your life, uh, or anything else that's like fixed like that. Um, and so the perspective is remembering that uh, this is just one event. And that um, even if you've had a series of events like this, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how things are going to keep going. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a kind of person who. And so it's that perspective that allows you to have the experience and not need to make that experience define you. And a last and final uh, um, one of these is about staying the course. 
right? So, you know, change doesn't happen immediately. Uh, we, it takes time, uh, to see a significant change through. And if we've had a, a setback of some kind, then, you know, there are going to be ups and downs and moments where we feel like, wow, I've just have been able to go so far. I've been able to really change this. I'm starting to feel so great. Right. So we, we have times where, um, we might feel like that and times where we might feel kind of deflated. Like I've been really trying to have a better attitude or to reframe the situations or to put the right support in place. And I don't really feel like that's working for me or happening for me right now. And, uh, and so I, I, what is important to do is to, uh, to just remember to, to stay on track and to try to keep things moving in the direction that you want to as much as, as much as possible, right? So just remember that even when you have the bad times, try to do these positive things to keep yourself going in, in the right direction. And you'll find that you get stronger and stronger as time goes on. And that also when you experience setbacks in the future, you will also get stronger and stronger as you move, as you move forward. All right. So that's all for me. If you want to know more about my work, you can check it out at katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. And I look forward to being with you next time on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 